Welcome back to Beers and Careers. This is your host, Mark Agostinelli, and as always, Beers and Careers is brought to you by the Davis Companies, www.daviscos.com. That's D-A-V-I-S-C-O-S.com. Uh, Davis is a staffing uh, and consulting firm that really focuses on helping companies find engineering, IT, and skilled manufacturing uh, talent. Uh, check them out, daviscos.com. Um, today's guest is Sheridan Bernard. Uh, Sheridan and I met um, through work, uh, MC. His organization is someone that sells to many companies, including the staffing industry. Uh, we hit it off. We do a number of things in common um, in general, and he's just a guy I like to talk to. And on this podcast, we kind of talk about how we both stumbled into roles we love, probably took them for the wrong reasons, and it uh, really worked out. Uh, for the best for both of us. And then we also talk about um, some of the data companies are dealing with today from a hiring decision um, standpoint. And that and that all hot button item that everyone's talking about is should you work in an office or can you do your job remotely? So um, great guy. Really, uh, he's got a really good vantage point to what's going on at the macro level from an employment standpoint in the U.S. and is a really knowledgeable guy. So uh, check it out and let us know what you think. Thanks. Sheridan, without further ado, welcome to Beers and Careers, my man, virtually, but you're here. Cheers. Love you're it. here. What time is it right now in the great state of Idaho? It is uh, 12.04. Oh, yeah, you're, you're in Beers. You're so, in beers. so, yeah, mountain time. I, I, was, I was walking to the, uh, the room with this, though, like, you know, five, ten minutes ago, and, and people were giving me some looks. I was like, you're like, what, what are you doing? Is it a rough day? Or? <laughs> Like, no, just a podcast. I mean, it's kind of timely, though, because you just had your fourth child. So you could it's, say, it's you're having, yeah, this is how I'm getting through my days. <laughs> no, there's definitely, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, schedules are, are a little little whacked, a little whacked out. But it, that, such, such is life. So um, before we dive into the conversation, you usually like to ask a few rapid fire questions so the uh, audience can get to know you and what you're all about. So without further ado, what's your favorite drink? Cocktail? Give you a softball start. Oh, there we go. Uh, so, so my, uh, my favorite drink would, would definitely be a, like a scotch. I love, okay. love scotch. So I, it, you, I, I definitely, you know, I take it neat. Um, probably like a, like something, something peaty. So yeah. like a, like a, like a, like a Laphroaig or a Lagavulin, something's gonna like kind of kick you in the face. Love it, dude! I love it. Wow. Yeah, I think you might be the first Scotch, by the way. You've had a couple bourbons. Okay. Okay. You're the first Scotch, which I think is thrilling. So, uh, <laughs> do you have a do you have a favorite curse word? So, so I, I was like, you know, t- typed up a couple notes before. I'm definitely not much of like a swear, but I when I when I do, it's probably just like the choice, like just damn, just single single word period like that's it's that's probably you know i I probably keep it pretty uh pretty thin on that front (laughs) oh that's impressive very impressive Uh, i'm actually a little envious of that so good (laughs) not a skill of mine Uh, how about uh you quote guy favorite quote yeah i mean i i was i i I definitely uh I, i definitely have some have some in there i i think uh Kind of keep a, an arsenal. There's so many good ones out there, you know. Yes. What's what's give me the give me some give me some. I need that roll off the tongue. So so one I I, I really like. I mean, again, there's there's tons to pick from. Uh, a good uh, good old like Winston Churchill 
one uh, that, that I that I get like it pops up on my phone. Uh, success is moving from failure to failure with with no loss in enthusiasm. And I just like I like the history of that. Like when he said it, I like that, you know, it just kind of points to uh, you, know, you, you got to you know have this determination and just focus and you got to keep at it. Um, and, and not, uh, you know, not lose sight of what that, that goal is, you know, love it. Oh, I think especially as, um, from fellow salesperson to salesperson, you just bounce from loss to loss, right? I mean, that's, yep. <laughs> rejection is part of life. So I, that's, right. I'm totally, water on a duck's back there, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which is another great one. I've said, I've said something twice today that I realized, which I think is Jocko willing, but it's, um, yeah. I think it's, uh, what did he say? Discipline is doing the things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think that relates to my life very much too right now. Yeah. No, um, Jocko's the man. He's, uh, he's, he is. I actually think, yeah, I have, I have, oh, nice. On the, on the old, uh, oh, it's not really a coffee table, whatever that thing is. Whatever it is. I, I always feel uh, I always feel uh, inadequate when I see his you know his 434 Instagram. Uh, have you seen those? I did. I, in fact, he got me on that train until oh COVID, yeah until COVID hit. I um, it's so funny. We were just talking about you just had the birth of your fourth child, first first boy in the family for you. Congrats again. Um, freaking sweet. Awesome. We can cheers to that. What what is what oh, yeah. is the little guy's name? His name is uh, Calvin. We call him Cal. Cal. So um, when I had my second son uh, and uh, my wife had a C-section, so I was like commuting with my oldest boy mm. back and forth to the hospital for, you know, four or five days in a row. Yeah. The first like real Joe Rogan podcast I ever listened to was Jocko Willen. And he went on this whole diatribe about how like, you know, pretty much 95% of life is mental and, you know, you got to start your days fast and all that stuff before 30 a.m. And I yep. was like, shit, I have like another kid. I have to be like a role model now. And I like literally, yes. this, is, this is 20, this is 2017. And so since that day or that week, really, once, once life normalized after, you know, 12 weeks. Right. Um, I started going to the gym at 4:40 in the morning, like every, like until COVID hit, and then now I go, now I go at 5 a.m. <laughs> um, oh, slacking. I know, but it just it was, it was more. Yeah. It's funny, it became more mental than anything. So yeah, weird. yeah, no, like get, get, I, I definitely like am a, you know, an early riser, and I think that that, like that, that early, those early morning hours are just like super critical. You know, you, you, you nail those like. You know, you're you're gonna have a good day. Hundred percent. And there's no distractions. No one else is awake. You're you, know, oh. you feel like you won the day, and it's six a.m. You're like, this is awesome. Oh yeah, you're, you're just like that. The quiet before the storm. You know, you work out, then you're like there with your coffee. Just, yeah. You you really feel like you you're winning, and then you, and then falling asleep at eight thirty at night is no problem at all. Oh yeah, yeah. No problem at all. Your wife's like, oh wait, let's hang out though. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What what was your first job? Oh man, so uh, my first job I worked for. So I'm from Phoenix originally, up here in Idaho right now, but grew up in Phoenix. A I, I worked for. Um, so it was like a family friend had a a printing company of all of all the places, and so I was basically like a you know I don't know 15 actually 
pretty sure I was younger than that, probably like 14, 15, worked as uh, like a, basically a shop boy uh, there, just like doing all the odd jobs. Like, you know, they, they've got conveyor belts that are, you know, putting together little pamphlets and stuff and I'm collating and packaging them and all that. So, that, you know, it's definitely started, uh, you know, when we were, you know, younger kind of on the, the job train, pretty sure I just got cash under the table, but uh, hey, yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing like uh bacon in the, the Arizona heat a little bit doing some, some work, you know, a hundred percent. Now, did you always know you were going to be kind of in a sales account executive role? Uh, no, definitely. I mean, this is, this is a, it's kind of a newer role to me. Uh, I've only been in it for a year. Um, the, the sales role in particular, but, uh, no, I mean, I, 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 uh, I think, you know, lots of things fascinate me. So I, I feel like I'm naturally someone who gets, uh, I, you know, I'm pretty curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, right before this, you know, the, the sales role, I, I was in sort of a product management role where, you know, I'm still at the company I'm at now, MZ, uh, building out products. So I got to work with like the engineering teams, like who are, you know, coding and I got to do a lot of the work though on the, the more design and planning side of like, all right, what do our customers need? How do we deliver it to them? And, and like working through those user stories and, huh. and planning. So I've been on a few different, uh, a bunch of different teams and a few different roles. So it's, it's fun. I, I definitely, you know, wouldn't have picked like sales to be, uh, you know, like if I had to go back 10 years, I wouldn't say, Oh yeah, like I'm going to be in sales. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny how it works. So give people like, the journey, like, how did you make it from Phoenix to Idaho, and what were, how, you know, from college and the career path? Yeah, like, give us, give us the, uh, give us the quick summary of how you got to where you are. Yeah, no, so I, yeah, grew up in, um, actually, technically, I was born in Idaho, um, okay. but grew up in, yeah, grew, grew up in, uh, in Phoenix from the time I was three. Uh, actually, came back out to to Idaho for school. So there's like a small. Um, uh, a small liberal arts college out here called um, New St. Andrews College. Great little school. Um, you know, came out here uh, to, to, to do that. And, you know, in the course of, of you know, getting, getting that degree, um, I, I started uh, my, I think, between junior and senior year of college. I did an internship here at, at MZ. Oh. And, um, yeah. And, and so, and actually at the end of that internship, they offered me a full-time job and I was, you know, I still had a year of school left. So I end up, I end up being like, man, I, I think I'm just going to go do this. So I, I totally, I, I take the job. I take, you know, an extra victory lap on a, a school, you know, kind of spread the, the coursework over two years and, uh, and jump over here to, to MZ. And I, I was an account manager kind of on that cu- customer success side. Uh, you know, a bunch of your know, changes, you know, restructuring here at MZ, you know, jumped into a product role for a few years. Uh, and then now I'm in sales. So I've been at MZ for, for seven years now. Well, how did you manage, make the decision around taking the job and spreading the senior year coursework over two years? So, uh, you know, there was a girl, right? So like that, there was there, there was, that was there. I met my, my wife out here and, uh, ah, so same you know, girl. I was kind of, yeah, yep. same girl. <laughs> and, and I, you know, things are kind of getting serious and I wanted to, you know, wanted to, to have that job, wanted to start getting things, you know, squared away. Um, so, so that was one. And just also like getting into, 
you know, the just work, you know, like just wanting to to jump into it and learn through, you know, learn through doing. Right. I think that's like such a big thing is like, you know, with you know getting back to like Jocko and all that stuff. Right. Like adversity, you know, actually working through challenges as opposed to purely, you know, uh, you know, reading or like, I mean, those are all super good and, and things you want to do, but I just wanted to, you know, get after it and, and start, you know, jumping into the, the work world. Right. Rep, do you, do you think, um, I guess I don't really have a way of asking this question without leading you on, but <laughs> do you think like you took that job more based on external factors than the job itself? Like, did you take the job because you're like, I want to make money and I've found the girl I want to spend the rest of my life with. And like, yeah, this company's cool. I like the people I work with. We'll see what happens. But was it more externally motivated than internally for you? Or did you or was or were you chasing the career? Mm, no, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I think it was probably I mean, if I have to be honest, it's probably more of those like external uh, external factors there. Um, again, kind of getting to like that curiosity part, right? Obviously I, I knew, I knew it wasn't, you know, um, out of line, right? Like I knew it was kind of in the direction I wanted to go. I wanted to, um, you know, be in business. I wanted to kind of start learning how to, how that all works. But, uh, I think, you know, it probably was a little bit more, you know, externally driven. Like I'm like, Hey, I want, I want to be going this direction and I need, you know, I need X, Y, and Z to make it happen. I think it's, I, I, kind of laugh about it because I'm very much the same way with the first job mm. she gave us for me. It was more like, get your shit together, door yeah. open, going to get good tutelage. But like, I don't really care about this whole staffing thing. Like, I'll tell you, sure, it's business. Like, I'll right. figure it out. But like, right. I want to move out of my parents' house. I want to, you know, I want to buy a house. I have, you know, it was more monetarily focused than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you important. stumble into like, like, oh, like actually, I, I love this. Actually. Yeah. I care about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so funny. And I think like, I, I feel very, uh, I'm really resonating with your point of curiosity. Cause like, that's, I, for me, it felt very much the same, but I did it because I wanted to make money and I want, and I want right. to provide and, and I wanted to settle down and do all those things, which I think were like, mm-hmm. I think looking back on it was the right move. Cause it, I wanted to take, I want to check a few other things in the ecosystem of March world off as, it sounds like you did too. And then, you know, once that stuff's at bay, you're like, man, I really got to sink into this career thing because of this yeah. feeling I'm going to kill myself basically. Right. And, and we both kind of got a little lucky there. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think like, yeah, just, you know, d- definitely some, uh, some providence at play there. You know, it, it's, it's super, super crazy how all those things work out. But I think, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, how yeah how people get into like different group house it's such an interesting thing right like you've got uh you, you've got straight roads you've got people who are who from the get-go and you know it's a rocket on the the launch pad yeah. and you've got those of us who, who are you know kind of a little bit more uh you know we we have a plan but it's it's maybe not uh that 20 30 year plan right i, I think i think you're 100 right i think uh that's actually the inspiration for the podcast was like oh yeah documenting nonlinear career paths because yeah. I feel like what you get fed in high school and college is honestly a lot of it's a bunch of bullshit. It's like, just do what you got to do at that point in time. And most jobs suck in the beginning and for yeah. a while. And then even, I mean, we both have 
fairly successful careers going. I have a mantra that I talk to my team about. It's like, look, 10 to 15% of your job is always going to suck. Like, yeah. Like I like the effects of working out, but actually doing it sucks. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, that's, I mean, if you want to be call a spade a spade. So it's, um, I, I, I think people should just get, jump into things at times, you know, and I, and I do oh, I yeah. really get, at times I'm like, man, would it have been interesting to put that, piss and vinegar horsepower towards like working 80 hours a week for like a, as a CPA at a big four and trying to pull that all off. And then right. pick up somewhere else. it's like, but what it could have, should have, you can play that game all day long. So, right. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, so the, the company I'm working with right now uh, here at MZ, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of focused. We, we, we're sitting on all this labor market data. And one of them explain to people what it is that you do, that MZ does. And then I don't mean to cut you off, but just to provide context. And then can you jump yeah, yeah. what you're about to say? Yeah. So, so um, high level, like MZ, we're, we're a labor market analytics company, basically helping companies, people and communities, you know, find each other, like find, you know, use, use data to make connections uh, to, to increase prosperity of the regions, help companies hire well, all that, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, a lot of, a lot of neat things, you know, happening right now in the, the job market, but, uh, it, it kind of gets into the whole like careers thing, right? It's like, yeah. we're, you know, we're here on, on, you know, a lot of the work we're, we do, um, some other teams at MZ work with like higher ed institutions. So we're trying to advise on like, Hey, you know, what programs should you develop? Is there demand for that? Uh, if so, what skills? Should you be, you know, picking up along the way? And, um, it's, it's so fascinating, fascinating because, you know, you, you, the, uh, when they borrow a Jocko term, like the dichotomy, right? You've got on the one hand, you've got this is a typical path. Like it's, it's normal for people to develop this way to get these skills along the way. Um, but at the same time, you, uh, you know, all the varied experiences. Like there's like a spaghetti noodle sometimes happening, right? You've got someone's career is just all over the place and um, there's value in both, right? There's value in, in, you know, going kind of right down the, the middle of the road and picking up the, the right skills to a particular path. But then there's all the things that like you don't realize, oh, you know, my work as a product manager is going to like help me with X, Y, and Z thing. When I'm talking to teams doing product work and I'm trying to sell into them or all the, you, know, you never know how all those experiences and skills are going to culminate into some, uh, you know, kind of a, a unique palette that is you and what you can bring, you know, to, to the companies and to the you know, community you're with. I think, I think that's really interesting because when you combine that with like, I, I can only speak really of my experience, but everyone's like, find your passion, do what makes you happy, that kind of stuff. I, I think there were certain. I can I talked about this before. There were certainly times in my career when I've been like, why am I doing this and how much longer am I going to do it for? Yeah. Um, and you definitely could have given up or resigned or found a new job. And then and then you realize that like going through that dark part, months, days, whatever, how long it took, like years later, months later, it's like, man, I'm so glad I had that experience because now I've got all this contextual information that's serving me well. For where I am today. So I can totally appreciate that. Like, I think it's really cool you went from account manager onto the product side back to sales. Cause like, you know, the product now inside and out, you've worked with engineers and collaborated. It's like you, you really can't sell something until you know it in and out, right? Like, effect, yeah, effectively, effectively sell it. Um, you can pedal shit, but I don't think you can truly like sell and add yeah. value until you know it, you know? 
Yeah. And I, I think the, the, your biggest, I think change for, for me, um, just in how I think about, you know, uh, you know, and, and this is all in the context of our MZ solution, but it's like you, uh, when it comes to the selling side, right. It's like you, you, you have to, you, it's good to know all those details, but you still have to talk about it differently, right. It doesn't always like, just cause you know, the details doesn't mean like someone wants to hear a list of details, <laughs> especially when it's like data. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you gotta ask questions to find out what people like about the data and what's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just speaking to executives at that, you know, in their language. It's so true. And MZ, what is MZ's acronym again? Uh, so it, it, it stands for Economic Modeling Specialist International. It's, it's a, it's one of those like, uh, older names that we've just abbreviated and now yeah. we're just MZ. So we love it. Marketing got a hold of that and they were like, nope. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, no, that's perfect. I think it's really cool. I, I think one of the things, um, the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast was I a, enjoy all of our conversations that we've had together. But as a person, um, let me wind up. I told you what inspired the podcast. For me, I think the podcast would, could be really be a good outlet for high school grads, recent college grads, people going through career changes. And I'd love to hear from your perspective as the, as yeah. the market data guy. Like, what are some of the big things going on right now, right? Like, all over the news, we're hearing about the great resignation that's going to happen with COVID. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on other yeah, big market trends that you're seeing right now and uh, and maybe what people can do to avoid or or join in on. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, let me let me speak to kind of what, uh, you know, you know, we're, we're, you know, work with tons of tons of companies in their talent acquisition recruiting team. So we're, we're definitely, uh, you know, then staffing. So we've got a, I feel like we've got a, a good a good pulse with that combined with the data. But before before I maybe jump on that, like one thing that I think that uh, getting to like the tactical piece of, you know, your early on in your career I think one of the things that I've been encouraged by um, is there, there, getting back to the curiosity piece, there's so much awesome work. Again, there's, temp, there's a lot of hard stuff too, but there's so much stuff out there for, for, for you to, to do and to learn. And I think that you can find that, I think, in a lot of different companies and a lot of different kinds of roles. I think that, you know, there's, there's more options. Uh, out there than I think we've realized, right? There, and sometimes even roles you maybe think of that, oh, maybe that isn't going to be uh, fun or I can't, it couldn't enjoy that. I think a lot of times it's like, I think, I think there is, I think there's some, some hidden stuff there that, you know, uh, oh, like you've never done sales ops. Well, there's actually a ton of cool things about that, or you've never done product. Well, hey, there's a bunch of, you know, it's a whole different mindset. You can learn uh, in any role you, you really you upset your mind too, whether that's purposeful or you stumble into it, you know? I agree. And that's why I, one of the things I think is just a quick anecdote. Like the reason I mentioned that whole CPA thing I mentioned was yeah, I kind of was ignorant or brainwashed or whatever, but I, I was not thinking smart about like, um, my mom always joked with me that like I had, uh, I played sports and always was like, mom, can we do this? I need this new pair of skates or whatever. And she's like, you better get a good sales job to pay for all this shit and it was kind of like a joke that yeah. um she knew i had like the gift of talking to people and reading body language and and so i thought that sales mainly was going to be where i wanted to be and apply that i'm so shocked at the more 
I've grown and seen other things. I mean, CFOs are salespeople. I mean, and, and, and yeah. how many times can you use those skills in a, in a variety of different jobs that don't manifest as people jobs, but they yeah. really are. So I think your, I think your point's a great one. It's like you, things look a certain way on the outside and then the yeah. reality of the day to day is so very different. And, and not only that, but, but opportunity, I don't think is as, uh, I think your ability to make a miss in a career, right? especially early on, your, your ability to make a miss, I, I think is is not as stark. Like I think yes. I, 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 I like obviously, yeah. If you were wanting to become a lawyer, you didn't go to you know you, you failed. Like yeah, like that's a miss. Like there's some clear obvious things, but I think for the majority of people, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's right in front of you that you can do, that you can do better, that you can get promoted in that. That doesn't look like um, uh, like you going out and, and, and getting a ton of education or getting this other job or, you know, I, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wild thing. So I'm with, I'm with you on that. So what give me more on the data piece? Yeah. I mean, so like, yeah, zooming, zooming out like high level trends. I mean, this is like, I mean, I, I, it, it's like a, a common trope now, right? It's like, oh, COVID, you know, it's COVID year. It's just been crazy, right? We're, we're, we say that in almost every conversation, but, it, you know, it really has. Uh, mm-hmm. From the, you know, the, the recruiting, I mean, you're in, you're in staffing. Uh, the recruiting side of stuff is just wild, right? It's been a wild year from, you know, last, last year in 2020 with COVID, right? You just had this great reshuffle, right? Of, you know, um, Everyone going remote, uh, you know, you had labor pools shrinking up. You had, you know, all these all these companies shutting down temporarily and then trying to come back. Now you've got, you know, uh, you know, with with the CARES Act and, and unemployment benefits. Right. You've got tons of people kind of sitting on the sidelines, which is, I think, definitely like an interesting and, and you know, a little bit disturbing in some ways. Yes. Uh, you, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of states are, you know, that that, that stuff's running up. Uh, here at the end of the month, but uh, you know, you're seeing like wage inflation, right? Wage inflation has happened almost uh, across every industry, but particularly on those lower skilled, uh, uh, you know, lower skilled roles that are, you know, between it. Maybe historically it's like, yeah, it was $13 an hour for this, this warehouse worker. Now you're seeing, you know, all of a sudden McDonald's is, is offering signing bonuses. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, the $18 an hour is now, you know, uh, you know, Amazon will come in and say $18 an hour for our warehousing jobs. And now everybody else who who is at that $15, $13 can't find any talent at, at all. Have you do you have data uh, or out of curiosity, like the rate of change? Obviously, it's it's changing at a faster rate than today. Do you know have you guys quantified how much or, or the volume of change uh, in terms of? That that low level wage inflation piece. Oh yeah, I mean I, I'm gonna pull it up on, on oh, my yeah. end. I was just like, but, see, dude, you got my brain going now. I'm like in a rabbit hole. I mean, so I mean, like, let's let's grab like, I'm just gonna pull something up on on my end. So like, if you grab like kind of your, you know, your warehouse worker, uh, and we'll just grab Boston just to just for kicks and giggles. Like, I mean, I'm seeing here, like, you know, on my, on my end, right? It, you know, I'm seeing wages that, you know, used to be, you know, about $13 an hour, like just 13, 14, 
you know, just, just a couple of years ago, you know, now we're pushing 17, you mm-hmm. know, and this is like overall in, in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you're seeing like nurses, it's just, you know, crazy high. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it just across the board, you know, your the talent pools are getting one getting smaller. Yeah. And so because they're getting smaller due to people maybe uh, not jumping in the labor force as eagerly, um, you, you're seeing wage wage is one of those levers that companies have. Right. To to, you know, hire, uh, you know, to, to hire. Right. It's like, well, I, I could you know increase the wage and that will mean more people uh, apply. And that's that's kind of the first one to get pulled. And we've just been seeing it, you know, over the last year. Um just it keeps rising. Just keeps rising. It's it. That's a really uh. That's a, I mean, you've helped talk me in the past, and I, I mean, it's a uh, it's a hard thing. If you, it's it's so important to be agile as a company to do some of these things because the labor. I think what's been interesting about the last year, year and a half, has showed you how important it is as a company to be agile in a track. Yeah. Like like the companies yeah. that can't move labor rates quickly based on like actual business things. Like I get it too, right? You quoted it at a certain labor rate. It works out yep. with your operational expense. Like I get you can't just raise wages across the thing. You know, like things make sense. But uh, at the end of the day, inflation gets passed on to everyone. So yeah, and, and that's and that's the thing. I think you 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 hit the nail on the the head. Is like companies have to be agile. I think there's a lot of whether whether you're you know working with a, a staffing outfit or you're doing your own recruiting, right? It, historically, you know, a couple things were sort of um, uh, more set in stone, right? One is like you're going to recruit in your region, right? You you have a brick and mortar location, and and you're going to recruit you know, across a you know 45 minute drive time or whatever from from that, like a 45 minute commute. And now it's like, well, now it's remote, right? Now there's this hybrid work model that says, actually, you know, maybe I, maybe I will hire that dude out of out of a uh, small town, Idaho, right? Yeah. <laughs> like maybe yeah. I'll do that. Like, and so, so with that you have, well, there's a different wage, you know, like what, what, what Boston wage, a Boston wage in Idaho is going to feel different than an Idaho wage in Boston. Right. Right? <laughs> right. right. And so, so like you've got that right where now companies have a, a new lever to, to really pull, which is that, that flexible kind of hybrid work, remote work uh, option. So you've got that. You've got wages, right? Which are, which are kind of another variable, uh, skills, right? This is like one that we're, we're seeing just increasingly is like, it's, it's less about your job title mm-hmm. and it's more about, you know, the skills that you actually have and you've picked up along the way, you know? It makes so much sense. Make, I mean, yeah, it makes so much sense. It's like what you actually do, not what people call you. Oh, 100%, 100%. And, and, and it's, it's crazy because it's like all of those, variables your ability to hire all those things are tied to they're tied to skill they're not tied to you know you know i actually i think i I did this um i was looking i was actually looking in boston it was for some sort of uh tech role and i can't remember which one it was now but i I saw that like when you add aws like amazon web services as a skill set your your wages go up like by 15k like with this addition of a single skill and i think that's where, you know, there's there's tons of ability for people in their current roles to just start upskilling themselves for companies to start, you know, encouraging uh, that that training and L&D work, you know, in their organizations to really uh, keep their people engaged, keep them developed. 
uh, and just help them like find their career path internally and, and less be locked into like, Hey, I came to X company to do X role. It's like you did, you have a job to do, you have goals, all that stuff. But there's also, I think what we're seeing is just more and more companies trying to figure out like what skills does this person have and where, you know, what are other opportunities for them internally? Mm-hmm. No, it makes a ton of sense. That's, that is really interesting. I, I almost, are you seeing data? I know you said you're working with some higher ed. I had a university relations um, recruiter on from Dell on the podcast. Mm, uh, I saw that. Oh uh, yeah. And she was, I think awesome. you mentioned it. Megan. Yeah. And, um, she said overwhelmingly recent college grads want to be in an office, not working remotely. Are you finding that to be similar in the data you find? Are you even looking at that data? It's probably a better question. I mean, I wouldn't say we're, we're, we're looking at that kind of data on like, what's the sentiment? You, you, look, uh, at, you look at actual hard facts movement, right? That's you, you follow the movement of the market. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're looking at, you know, yeah, what, what happened historically? Yeah. And, and what's, you know, what are companies talking about? Like, what does demand look like from job postings? How are they referring to roles, uh, in terms of skills? So yeah, we're, we're kind of looking more at, at those facts, less like, uh, what, how you people know. feel about things. Yeah, less like survey kind of stuff. Well, you're a millennial. Why are you, why are you in the office today, Sheridan? Dude, it's, 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 again, it's that, I, I think there's that huge aspect to being in the office that I think, you know, you, you know, and this isn't, you know, I'm not going to say anything new here probably, but like the collaboration, right? The, the creativity, like there's so much stuff that happens there with your, um, your, your squad or your team, right? That, that isn't going to just easily replicate itself over Zoom, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Are you guys mandated to be in the office? Uh, no, no, yeah. we're not. No, we're, it's, it's totally, it's one of those optional things. Um, I, you know, I think, I think at this point now it's a little bit more, we're, we're encouraged to be, uh, in the office, but I, you know, that's, that's a pretty recent thing, uh, you know, over the past, you know, what year and a half or whatever it's, it's been, uh, yeah, stay at home. And then it was, you know, optional. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's, it's interesting. We, you know, we have and flow here, but like today was a busy day. There's a lot of people in here and it's just more fun to a degree, you know? Like, oh Yeah. And we're not mandating people to come back either. Um, although one of the things I've been telling people is like, I find in my role, it's like I'm responsible to give good advice to people who are new in our business. And it's like, dude, not even for our company, but just for selfishly for your career. Like I feel like you, you have less than five, 10 years experience. You, you want to be in here hearing other people do their job, especially in a sales environment, you know? It's right. Like, right. I want to hear that guy mess up and then not do that. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, you want that closer, like, feedback loop kind of. Yes, yes, exactly. So, so it, as it pertains to COVID and the great resignation, I know, I think you, you shared with me, summer is generally when you see the most job movement. Was that correct? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, summer is, is when we generally see that, that uptick and, you know, people, people, uh, shifting roles. And I'm, I'm trying to pull it up on, on my end to, to have some data to back, back up what I'm saying here. But what we're, we're already seeing, you know, in, in some of the, the more recent jobs reports that, you know, people are, I think it's like 41% of people are, uh, you know, looking, looking around like 41% of people are considering, you know, taking a, a new, a new role. And that's just, I mean, that would be massive turnover, right? If, if you know, you're having that level of, uh, 
you know, of individuals shifting roles, right? It's just going to mean for, for companies that, you know, it's, uh, don't expect, don't expect things to be easy, right? We're going to have to really focus in on, on keeping your employees and retention strategies, I think are going to continue to play uh, utmost importance, you know, when, when it, when it comes to, uh, talent. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Do you, um, do you feel like, are you seeing anything be extra effective or what, what's at the top of the effectiveness strategies in terms of retention? Do, do you get into that at all? A little bit. I mean, it, it really like I think what we're seeing and this is you know, definitely, um, uh, you know, a, a trend that, that we've seen. And this is one of those uh, surveys that are out there that the, the data is showing that, you know, career. And this is kind of you know, getting to the, the, the topics that we keep chatting through and your what your podcast here is uh, is all about is um, career opportunities. I think the career opportunities and not getting, uh, you know, I guess cornered into a single role is definitely when, 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 uh, millennials and, and, and people are looking to, to join a company, it's, uh, is this company going to offer me, um, options, right? Like uh, it pays one thing, right? But, but also it's like, if I come here, am I, um, am I going to have opportunity to grow and develop? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think companies that can do that are going to win the retention game and essentially win this whole, you know, war on, uh, you know, war of talent, you know, it, it, and it, and it comes down to good conversations, right? One, it's like detail work, one-on-one conversations with people. Yeah. Yeah. Careers being nurtured in a, in a particular direction. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's tough stuff. I mean, it's, it's like that that's, it takes work, right? Good managers takes a lot of listening, a lot of empathy, a lot of, you know, acknowledging that, you know, Hey, like I, I want to help you grow here. Right. We want to help yeah. you grow here. And, and, at some point you're going to leave, like acknowledging that too, right? And not creating like an environment that it, it's, uh, there's that contention. And there's the responsibility of growing the company. Like if you don't grow the yeah. company, the, the opportunities are capped, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's twofold and it's ever changing, which is, which makes it. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? Yeah. I mean, what, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, I mean, I mean, obviously you're doing lots of uh, lots of work with companies. Like what, what kinds of things and, and things are you hearing? Yeah, I think it depends on the role. Right. Like, I think to your point on the, those lower end, it, it's it's about the dollar. I think dollars become retention. Strategies, yeah. Um, which is take it or leave it. But that tends to be the one. And I think I think yeah. right, I think. Career path and career conversations, opportunities for advancement. Like I don't think they always have to be actual job changes, but just the ability to be taking on more than you did yesterday or than you did last year at this time. So you, so that the person feels like they're actually growing in skill set. I think in, for, to kind of go back to your point about skills, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things because. Um, We've got a lot of people here with a job title recruiter, and there's a lot of people that do a whole lot of things outside of their recruiting job, you know, and you would never know that based on their title. But um, because we're, we're all about giving people opportunity and, I, you know, that's how we handle it internally at Davis. I would say because. Because of where we sit in the talent acquisition arm, uh, companies mm-hmm. don't look to us 
is particularly in this market, which is kind of counterintuitive. Like now I'm saying these words and verbalizing them. It almost sounds stupid. But companies are really looking at us to find people when in reality, yeah. they should probably be looking at us to keep them too. You know? Right. But, but that tends to be something that they put that monkey on their back. So uh, I don't, yeah. have, I don't have anything. I would be, I'd be kind of making shit up if I, if I really yeah. on something other than my own experience. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's, it's so fascinating. I mean, it, it, I think that that agility is just, you know, it's just super important. Right. And I think like what the, the his, historically things that have worked aren't, aren't necessarily going to stay that way, but wage, uh, how, you know, sentiment for, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm not, someone's not going to come to a company and stay there for, for 30 years. Right. That's, you know, people want to be, to be moving, to be growing and companies that can, can do that are going to, you know, are, are going to win out. Yeah, I think I think um, the best leaders generally win, right? Like good leaders, mm-hmm. good managers generally win. I think I think mm-hmm. they do a good job of doing that. Now, there's always the business environment that would change that, but I think people, uh, I think because the cultural change is different, where you don't work somewhere for 30 years, people move around until they find someone that can really to like give them tutelage throughout their career, and unfortunately, those people leave, right? Like I can't. My brother back yeah. sales, and I mean, he basically just follows around like two different people, you know, like from job to job. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's I'm exaggerating to make a point to it. There's a little hyperbole there, but for the most part, it's uh, it's about following the right leader. So I think your leader yeah. retention strategy is probably what I'm getting at. People need more Jocko. They do. They do. They need more Jocko. We yeah. all <laughs> we all do. Um, Get after as it. Big, as a guy who's sitting in front of a computer that has an incredible amount of data, economic labor data, anything else as we're kind of nearing our end of our time together that you would want to share with people either early in their job career or people making job changes? Because I think what's interesting is you guys compile data of like odd job changes, right? Like where people leave industries or really pivot based on skill set as opposed to based on background. And I'm, I, uh, I find that super interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, advice, I, I think that, um, you just continue to, you know, c- continue to pick up skill sets. I think that there's a ton of neat things in, uh, in, in, in data science. I think there's a ton of things in, yeah. in operations. There, there, there's a ton of really cool, uh, skill sets you can pick up and don't, don't think that, you know, you need to, um, uh, I think that one of the things that, you know, I'm going to use the term democratize, but like you have like every, so much of what you need to learn is already out there. You can pick up new skills all the time. There's tons of opportunity, you know, in your existing organizations to, you know, learn how to build Tableau and Power BI dashboards, learn how to use SQL, like all these things you can pick up and they, they, you know, definitely um, increase your opportunities and flexibilities when it comes to other roles you could take both internally and, and around. So I think like um, I think, you know, my biggest uh, advice, just looking around like the MZ building here, I mean, we've got people who started as, uh, you know, customer success who are now uh, front end, back end uh, web developers, right, who have made like these crazy transitions. And I think like the, uh, the opportunities there, you just got to you know, go after it and. And um, uh, I, I think things are I think career transitions can be can be closer than than sometimes we, we make them out to uh, to be. 
Do you find, I couldn't agree more because I've seen it firsthand, right, in our business. Mm-hmm. Do you find that because of the environment you work in, do you think people are more inspired to make wild career changes because they see how possible it is, right? Because you're, you're literally looking at that data all the time, right? You're, you're engulfed in it. Yeah, I, I think that, I, you know, that's and that's kind of where we're sitting on the data side, right? It's like, I think you, you can start to, to showcase those possibilities, right? You can start to showcase that, you know, these skill sets uh, are, are in demand. And, and, you know, we're doing a lot of work kind of on that, that higher ed side to, um, you know, guide students along the path of, you know, and, and colleges and recommending uh, the right paths to them. Right. And, it, it, you know, it looks like, you know, it looks like skills. It looks like picking up a bunch of skills. And I think the fun thing about that is, that, you know, that's never something that's just one and done. It's never something you just get a degree and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're um, living on the hog for the rest of your life, right? You get the job, you know, it's, it's every day. It's like, what are you doing to, to grow and push yourself? It becomes very engaging. I think, man, like if people take anything from this podcast, it's okay to take a first job with poor intentions from your parents' perspective, maybe, or your internal mm-hmm. perspective. And then I think, uh, I think skill set acquisition is, is probably one of the most important things, right? Like, um, you're always going to be employable if you have skills. A robot will never take your job if you constantly are improving on your skill set. And I think that's uh, that's going to be sage advice for people. Uh, be curious. Yeah, be curious. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I, yeah. I think everyone is curious. It's just, have you found the thing you want to ask more questions about? Pay attention. Right. Pay attention from a self-awareness perspective. So, um Sure, dude, it's always a blast talking to you, man. I see this is a problem. We could talk for like four hours. <laughs> we, should, we should have like we should have like the extended series. You're like one of the guys that need to have the extended series. So Oh, um, there we go. But I think I think we got I think you'll be someone we'll have to revisit and get back on because data is always changing and I think you provide a wonderful update for people on what's going on. So maybe as we see some of this uh great resignation day to shape up. I'd be interested in a recap from you and, and maybe what that teaches us about the future. Definitely, Mark. Thanks for uh, having me. It's been, it's been awesome, man. Yeah. Pleasure, man. Take it easy and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.